0: Joy the joy the Lord in my heart. I need to make an exchange. Mm-hmm. My day even start, let your light shine All through my life. My, my heart is open, and I am ready to receive your joy.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Moments of Joy Podcast. I am your host, Camille Joy, and you're back for another episode. Thank you, guys. Guys, wow. We're reaching episode. I think this is episode 31. Wow. you guys, You guys have rocked out with me for 31 episodes, and I have to give you a round of applause. Without you, there would be no moments of joy. If this is your first time visiting us on the Moments of Joy podcast, this is a place where we hope that you leave encouraged, we hope that you leave motivated, and we hope that you leave inspired by listening to the many stories that we have on the show from guests as well as myself, I share every aspect of my life, and I'm totally transparent in order for you to be encouraged. So, I hope that you get that here on this show. I invite you to go ahead and listen to all of the shows that we have on the archives. We have many different guests and many different topics, from abuse to abortion to custody battles to foster care and adoption stories to divorce to I think I said divorce already <laughs> to relationship goals and relationship topics and so you know go ahead and experience the Moments of Joy podcast you can find me on Instagram if you're on Instagram at the Moments of Joy podcast and I've been posting a lot of things um just with the Tagline, choose joy. So I want to just encourage everybody today to choose joy. No matter where you are in life and no matter what your circumstances may be, you can grab a hold of your day and grab a hold of the situation and choose joy. Choose to be happy. Choose to rebuild. Choose to move forward and not stay where you are. All right? All right, one last thing. If you enjoyed the podcast, please go on your Apple Podcast platform and leave us a written review, and this helps other listeners that are in the podcast world to be able to find us. This week, we have an amazing guest on the show. Her name is Veronica Moses. She is the founder of Mommy Moments. She has an awesome testimony of just God's ability to bring us over and help us to overcome anything. Molested, abused, dealing with grief and depression. Veronica shares her story of triumph with us. And I am so excited for you guys to listen and be encouraged through the words of her testimony. Here we go. I am so excited to have with us my special guest Veronica Moses aka because I know her a little well Ronnie. Welcome to the Moments of Joy podcast.
0: So much for having me.
1: You're welcome. I am very specific here on the show about who I allow to come on and talk to the listeners because it's a certain you know um Platform a certain um, script that we want to keep on the show, and that is encouragement, motivation, or inspiration. You have an amazing story, and I believe that it will encourage not just moms but all women and men too. So I'm here for you to be on the show. So welcome again. Yeah, thank you. All righty, so Veronica Moses is a mother. She is a woman who has an organization here in Connecticut and it's called Mommy Moments and she has an amazing story that we're just going to get right into and so we're going to hit childhood. As I start every um, every guest with, it's childhood. So we're going to just talk a little bit about your childhood. So Veronica, how did you grow up?
0: Um. Well, I grew up um, with both my parents and my household. Um, I have a younger sister and at the age around around five or six, um, uh, my parents got divorced. So I ended up having to do um joint custody. I'd have my sister and I'd have to switch off every week, which kind of eventually got tiring because one minute we're having one suitcase or one duffel bag that we have to pack to bring to the other house. And then sometimes we'll forget things and it will just be, it'll be that time sometimes overwhelming because we'll have such a great week at one house that we don't want to go to the next house because we were just having such a great time. Right. To the point where, you know, sometimes my sister and I would say, you know, kid, we, we just wish that they were back together so that we wouldn't have to go through this. Mm-hmm. I also grew up church. I was pretty much birthed as church baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I grew up in AW. Um yes. until around the age till a certain situation happened and then around the age of ten,
2: mm-hmm. I
0: came to um prayer tabernacle, which is now called the cathedral of the Holy Spirit, where I met you. Yes. Um so <laughs> due to this situation, I was um I was molested at the age of thirteen by somebody that I trusted. Mm. Somebody that I felt you know, had my best interests at heart. And it's so crazy that the it happened years ago, but I remember to this day, like every detail as to what happened with that situation that happened, it was very hard to tell my mom and my dad. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they grew up in the my mom grew up in the church and my dad came when he met my mom. My dad's also Jamaican, so it's like, uh I don't wow. tell him he's gonna go off and he's gonna, he's gonna tell somebody. <laughs> So, but luckily with my parents, when my sister and I told them what Mm -hmm. happened, my parents believed us. Like, there was no, like, are you sure? Like, are you, you know, this they jumped right in and took immediate action. No questions asked. But the thing that hurt the most is that when it was brought to light as to what happened, the people at the church I grew up with kind of almost tried to turn it or try to make it seem like they were but we were lying because we were so young
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I mean not to be very graphic but I remember I'm sitting in the car it was a summer day I was sitting in the car church I just got up my dad ran inside real quick because my dad used to be an usher and was just saying, I have to run inside real quick I gotta get something so the mm-hmm. man came in and it was I'm you know thinking having a record conversation talking next thing you know he puts his hand in the car and starts to tickle me but while he's tickling me he's like moving his hand up and mind you I'm 13 so I'm not completely fully developed but there's something there
2: Mm -hmm. he
0: reaches his hand up and starts like grabbing my chest and I'm like what are you doing and all of a sudden call off and punch him in the face and roll the window up and I'm just like in shock like what the heck just happened like that I didn't feel right like I was like, Mm -hmm. like something's wrong Mm. and ever since then I've kind of had um, an issue with guys like my sister knows like if she if anybody sees me around men that I'm not familiar with uh-huh. I'll start laughing a lot or I'll wring my hands a lot because I just uh-huh. really it's a situation that has messed me up like I'm 31 years old now right? That still plays a part in me where I'm like uncomfortable
1: it has an impact right wow
0: wow
1: Wow. you said a few things and and I was like when we get off this podcast I want to talk to her (laughs) I share a lot because um I'm I share a lot on my show because you know about my life that's what I you know my purpose was to be so transparent and when you talked about having joint custody I share a lot that I also had that with my children and so much at one point i lost the physical custody and he had it my my ex and so i would like to discuss that joint custody stuff because everything that you described I was like wow i see that in my kids but i never get to hear them say mom this is stressful we had to go back and forth you know oh god it was it, but it, they've it, always had to do that so yeah. wow i would like we will have a private conversation later <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah. All right. All about um your childhood and so not your childhood, I'm sorry. About that um having two parents. I mean, it is wonderful that even though your parents split your dad was still present.
0: Oh yeah, my dad has been present since birth. Your dad has never missed a beat. He's at every fan, yeah. everything, everything that if I call him to come fix my car or something, he's always right there.
1: That's beautiful, and you know when I first saw you guys, you and your sister, I always thought you guys were twins.
0: Everybody, every <laughs> the you apart, but everybody seems like you guys look just like. Are you twins? I'm like, no, we're one thing. We are, <laughs>
1: and you guys are close. You're very close, like you are twins.
0: Oh, really close. Like you can't see one without the other.
1: Right, you might as well be Tan Tamara. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. It's nothing like sister love. Right. So you get and you tell your parents and you know you tell the church and they don't react right and so what happens next
0: um so they don't react right my mom at this point had pretty much already left she was already at prayer tabernacle once you know my parents had split she was like I need to find another church because you know she just couldn't be in the same church because it was almost like People were taking sides.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So we, my mom, my sister and I started going to church with my mom. That's when mm-hmm. we started coming to the tab. And we, um, you know, it was, it, it didn't jump right into a trial. It mm-hmm. was kind of like prolonged, but then because there were other people involved. So right. once the trial started, I was in high school. I was a sophomore or junior in high school. And we went and I had to testify and oh it was God. like I've never testified it's the scariest thing ever they're asking me questions like who is the person that did this to you so mm. I have the point in telling them that's the man right there wow. and to have all these uh, to be so young and have all these eyes in the room just look at you and was almost as if they're judging you like is she really is this really happened did right. this really something that she's trying to tell the truth about or she's just trying to get some shine whereas you know people don't realize as at a young age you really especially if you you know you don't really know what's going on you don't know about this situation because this has never happened
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's hard to try to to tell how to tell people listen this is my truth i'm trying to right. tell you this really happened right so he ended up um going to jail for three years he wrote a letter uh-huh mom well, to all the parents you know explaining I'm really sorry I have a problem and come to find out this issue is like almost a generational curse
2: mm, wow. that, that
0: happened with his dad so it's a it's a it's something that's in his family that's that's a problem mm-hmm. he apologized and you know he's been out for a while I see him every once in a while and mm-hmm. I've always you know you know with church you try not to let what destroyed you or fear you control you but when I see him, I kind of get like a little anxiety. I get nervous mm-hmm. because I haven't really fully, you know, forgiven. Mm-hmm. And I do, as far mm-hmm. as you know, my conscience. But at the same time, it's like you know, I trusted you. Like then you, right? That I trusted, and you took that trust from me at a very young and vulnerable age.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, even to this day, I get nervous around you know adults, grown men. Even though I'm an adult myself, that you know. They might be nice. They might try to be cordial, but to me, I'm just like, okay, what is your purpose? Like, what are you trying to do? Right. So it's yeah. something that kind of, kind of messes. It's like a mental thing that's kind of messing with me that I'm trying to work on. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, to be honest, I my my new childhood was perfect. My childhood wasn't perfect, but and at right. The same time you know, it wasn't something that was completely traumatic. I don't think mm-hmm. my traumatic situation in my life happened till I was. 20.
1: Okay. So let's move forward a little bit. You, you know, that, that is very traumatizing. I think the court case associated with it is, it just, it -hmm. leaves a mark with you for the rest of your life. And so that's very understandable. And I'm sure someone listening is, is relating and able to share the same, some of the same story, some of your story. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, you are around 14 years old when the trial starts, and then he gets time, and then, um, you know, everything's settled, and you start moving on. And right. so, you're already in high school at this point, right? hmm So, how's high school for you?
0: Um, High school, when I first went to high school, everyone was used to tell me that I was just this nerd. I would come <laughs> <through> <laughs> with my glasses, backpack all tied up my back books in my hands just hurry and get into class because um that's just how i was raised and my dad like i said my dad's jamaican so they're very big on education so right. it's, all i knew then i didn't, wasn't interested in boys i just knew education in sports i was playing soccer and doing cheerleading so i'm just like all right i gotta get this i gotta get these grades up to par so i could be at this game or i could do play this sport um high i mean high school was pretty pretty was, was good for me i enjoyed high school I enjoyed high school. I met my daughter's father in high school. I was okay. 18 when I met him. Okay. So let
1: a little bit about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I met him at um, a basketball game. We went uh-huh. to two different schools. I went to school in Hamden, he went to school in New He came to a basketball game with one of his friends and he saw me and he says to his friend, who is that? Like, I want to get to know her, she's cute. And, of course, I'm just like, all right, whatever. I'm not interested. I'm trying to watch the game, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And we eventually exchange numbers to the point where we're in class. Like, I'm pulling out my phone, sneaking, texting him. He's texting me. And to the point where his mom was like, who is this? You keep texting my son and my phone was going up so high. Oh. It. <laughs> so I'm just like, madam I'm sorry. I had no idea. He didn't tell me. I won't, you know, text us so much. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to the point we were, we were actually together for two, um, two years. So while dating him, um there was a, a situation where he was you know I loved him dearly but he was also kind of he was also flirtatious mm-hmm. so my sugar like, sugarcoat everything make seem like he was perfect because he wasn't mm-hmm. um and he was like entertaining his ex mm-hmm. to the point where her and I had got into it and I ended up getting jumped this is oh, like no. a year in um two years in we've been dating I get jumped by her and her twin sister so I'm just like oh my gosh, I can't do this. This is just too much. And this happened all in 2008. And 2008 was the absolute worst year of my life. Wow. Like this is, I just, I couldn't. So I got jumped in April.
1: Mm, I feel like I slightly remember hearing that. I wasn't into 2008. I was not into church at all. But I feel like I remember hearing that story. Because it was it really bad? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember. I remember
0: where she like split my head open. I had to get. Oh, sick. yeah, I
1: remember. Yeah.
0: Well, that happened in April.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Then, May, um, my uncle Bill dies, who I was very mm. so I'm just like, oh my god, god, I can't take no more.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Then, July 29th, 2008. No, I'm sorry, let me fast back track June 17th. 2008. I found that I am two months pregnant. I oh didn't wow! No, I was pregnant.
2: Mm.
0: I'm just like, and the thing that's so crazy is, he was trying to have a baby. At first, I was just, I'm gonna be honest. I was just so young. I was like, oh my god, I love him. I just want to have a piece of him. Let's just, you know, let's just do this. Not Absolutely. really thinking that he would not be here. Right. So when I found out I'm pregnant, I was, I was at his house. Mm-hmm. I was in the bathroom, and I said, "Let me just." Something told me, on all my way to this house, something told me, just let me just get a pregnancy test, just to, to just to take, because I got a, a feeling something's going on. Mm-hmm. Looked into his house in the bathroom, took the test, and I saw that it was it was positive. And I tell wow. you, I myself so many times, and literally mm. slapped myself. Was like, "This is a dream. This is not happening." Right. I come out, and first thing he says is, "He thought I was like using the bathroom. Something that was wrong." And when I show him and tell him, he's ecstatic. Like, he's screaming up and down so happy. Me, wow. I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm like, I no, this is not supposed to happen. Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. I'm crying. Like, where's my grandma? I want my grandma. Oh, my I'm goodness. Like, and then he, when he tells his family, and I'm thinking, nobody's going to rebuke me. Nobody's going to bring me to the altar. No one's going to send me down. Like, I'm like, I'm. I'm church. We just, just yes, right? We don't celebrate this. What are y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, I'm gonna die when I get home. <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, I didn't even tell my mom. I was at my godmother owns a flower shop. So, I went to help my godmother at the flower shop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wasn't feeling good. I'm like, oh, I feel really nauseous. My head's really hurting, not knowing, you know, I had already found out I was pregnant, but I didn't tell my mom.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, my mom picks me up. And I called my mom to come get me. She picks me up. I get in the car. Mind you, I wouldn't have my license at the time. So I had a dollar in my pocket and my hand on the my hand on the handle just in case I had to jump out and get on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom, I tell her I don't feel good. My mom says, Are you pregnant? I was like, Yes, mom. And I'm 20 at this time. Mm-hmm. I get home. I have never seen my mother cry so bad. My mother just cried. Oh. Because she was just like, oh, my God, what have I done wrong? So, I, in my mind, and, like, I'm being very honest and transparent. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, you know, I can't have this baby because it's my mom. I've never seen my mother cry, and I really hurt her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just, I, I
1: just got teary-eyed really quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: God, At God, the baby. picture
1: of your mom crying. Right, and you so know sweet. my mom. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, oh,
0: God, I can't have this baby. My mom is hurt. Like, she's like, God, what have I done wrong? And I'm just like, oh, I just I can't. So luckily, and you know, I just had to get myself together. I was like, you know what, I have to do this. And mm-hmm. at this point, I'm so glad that I did because June, mm-hmm. I found out I'm two months, too months pregnant. July, I'm now three months pregnant. Mm-hmm. July 29th, 2008. I am sitting at home. I was supposed to be with her father, and his name was Brendan. I was supposed mm-hmm. to be with her father that day but i got sick so he's saying to me stay home you and the baby Just stay home y'all come over tomorrow so the day okay. before i was with him and he i mean so excited it was like kissing my stomach talking to the baby getting on my nerves and <laughs> like i can't wait to meet you daddy loves you so much sitting outside my house on my porch and i hear the news about a, a says a woman was struck and killed on a train. Mm. I'm thinking, Oh Jesus! Oh my God! I hope she's okay. And then I'm calling him, saying, You know, no, she called. This girl calls me. There's a girl that was like so obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. She calls me, and she already knew I was pregnant and mm-hmm. very not happy about it. So she calls me and says, "Brendan's dead. He got struck by a train." I said. Don't play with me, you know I'm pregnant. You're trying to have, make me have a miscarriage, and it's not happening. Don't right. play on my phone because when she calls me, she's laughing in the background. So I'm like, okay, this is a wow. joke. So I call his best friend, and was like, "There's telling me somebody just called me and said that this that he's it's hidden that's on the tracks so that he's dead." So his best friend's like, "No, no, no, it's a woman, it's a woman." So I call I call Brendan's phone
2: mm-hmm.
0: while I'm calling Brendan's phone. One thing about him is when every time I called him, if his phone, if it went to voicemail, he would always call me right back. He would never mm-hmm. let me leave a message. So I'm calling calling, and it's not. he's not calling me back. Mm. Oh God, something's not right. Something, I don't have a good feeling. Right. But prior to the phone call, him and I are texting. Mm-hmm. Checking on me, how asking me how I'm doing, how the baby's doing. And the last thing... You know, We're just texting saying we love each other and we're so excited to have this baby. So I text him, I love you and I'm glad we're having this baby together. And he texted me back saying, I love you too and I'm glad we're having this baby together as well. Call call his uncles, call his aunts. Like, you know, guys, somebody's telling me Brendan's dead. Somebody's telling me Brendan was struck by a train and he's mm-hmm. not here. Right. So my mom, pulled, my mom and sister pull up to the house and they tell me, they're like, it's true Mm. i throw on clothes i jump in the car i'm like hurry up i need to get to his house i need Mm to see him midway to his house i'm in the back seat and i start screaming at the top Mm. of my like this isn't funny this isn't true it's not true it's not true Mm. and i get to the house and his mother I guess everyone was looking for me. His mother sees me and she falls in my arms and that's how I knew it was true.
1: Oh, no.
0: And this is her only son.
2: Oh, no.
0: And the crazy thing is, she was a paramedic and firefighter. If she had worked that day, mm. finding her son would have been her call.
1: Yes. She would have wow. her son. Wow.
0: I'm just like, I'm sitting here in front of his house on the lawn. They pull up mm-hmm. a chair me and I'm just like, this isn't true. Like, this is not happening. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant with this child. This is not happening. Mm -hmm. People try to scarf down cookies. They're trying to talk to me. They're trying to, you know, say, you gotta eat. You gotta eat. I'm like, I can't eat. Like, y'all don't understand this man that i am in love with is now gone forever. My child is about to be raised without a father.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Not because he didn't want to be there, but because of a freak accident. Oh, my goodness. With that happening it was it was it was so much you know it was so much like to i can't imagine oh i just was like oh my god you know my mom had called bishop most of the time so he's calling me like do you need anything do you need to pray
2: do you need Mm
0: -hmm. anything i said bishop i just need you to pray i just Mm -hmm. need to keep my family in prayer
2: yeah
0: i couldn't i was so angry with god so so angry Mm-hmm. I'm like God. I, you know, I don't. This is the worst thing that I've done.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: never killed nobody. I've never stolen. I've never done anything. I've always been in church. I've always been faithful. I've always done what I had to do. So why are you putting this burden on me? Mm. So I just was like, I was done. Like
2: Jeez.
0: mentally, I was done. Wow. I, I had to plan his funeral. Mm-hmm. Like for his everything that was done his mother ran it through me first
1: oh gosh
0: and was like this this what you want tell us what you want we're gonna do how you want to do it Mm -hmm. this was the end of your dreams that you love that wanted to marry you that you know have you having a baby with so fast forward to the funeral Mm -hmm. it's a packed like a packed standing room only funeral they rented a school bus people people were on school buses coming to this funeral jesus it was he was 19 when he died
2: oh wow
0: and the girl that was obsessed with him got up at the funeral to speak looks me in my face and says i just want everybody to know that he was my boyfriend
1: oh, oh my goodness Ronnie! no
0: girl when i tell mind you there's pictures of me and him all over the place Oh, just yeah. i to the baby. I got a whole back. The whole back of the program is nothing but me. Oh, come I old on! Mention. So she goes. I was. I my want to know that I was his girlfriend, and he loved, and I loved him. Oh, it was a lifetime oh, If man. I tell you, the whole church was like. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> All you hear is me. No, no, it's not true. It's not. true. Oh. Oh and, and i was ready to fight i stood up my hand was on the pew i was uh hand was on the pew i was ready to go i blacked out literally blacked out oh, i came to geez. mother's holding me down i see all these people in my face like you want me to get it what you want me to do because mind you his family was hood i got some hood mm-hmm. in my, my family was like, Ugh. to the point like my sister was about to go off <laughs> they had to Police had to escort her out of the funeral. I know they
1: did. Oh my goodness!
0: I and then wow. people were looking for her for like almost a year. Like, how could you do this? Oh, like, my this goodness. man like saved your life at one point. How can wow. you? do? This? How wow. can you say his name, especially mm-hmm. with an unborn child? Mm-hmm. Then she tries to say, "Oh, you know, can I be the baby's godmother? I want, you know, I want to be close to his daughter." And I'm like, "Are you? Are you crazy?" Have you yes, watched? Obviously, have a love of mine.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness, Ronnie. This is a piece of a movie right um, there. I'm
0: telling you, it, <laughs> I saw that story all the time, and people were like, You gotta be kidding me. I said, Oh, I wish it was a joke. Does this really happen? Yeah. This is my life. This <laughs>
1: is my life. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So then you have the baby.
0: Yes, I did. And thanks be unto God, I had a I have an amazing support system. That oh, beautiful waiting room was like packed with people waiting for me to have the baby. So I had her. But in the midst of having her, now mind you, her father already died. So I'm right. crying seven months straight. Mm, I cried mm, mm. my entire pregnancy. Mm. And when I have the bit, when I'm about to have her, I'm thinking, all right, I'm gonna push. I'm gonna have a natural birth. We're gonna get mm-hmm. through this. I have to have an emergency C-section.
1: Oh no! Ooh.
0: Because every time I had a contraction, she was losing oxygen.
1: Mm-hmm. And every okay.
0: time she was losing oxygen, the doctors were saying, i she's not gonna, you know, she's gonna come out all right, but she's not gonna be perfect. She's gonna mm-hmm. have complications." she's going to have issues with swallowing trying to mm. not be able to hear she's just stuff is going to happen mm-hmm. so I'm thinking God if you don't keep me keep my baby just yes the and thanks be unto God she is perfect she came out no complications she's fine
1: that is amazing praise God
0: amazing little girl yes I'm just like wow like I'm I'm 20 years old 21 now and yeah. I my first child Wow, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like what? What do I do now? What's happening? Because I've never, I've never, you know, had to deal with taking care of a kid, mm-hmm. so I'm jumping right in, and just like, okay, this is what I got to do, and I figure it out exactly. All trying to figure out all while trying to grieve. I never yeah. had to grieve when her father died.
2: Oh wow!
0: For two years of his death, mm-hmm. I was at one of my best friend's house. I'll never forget. I dropped in the middle of her driveway and screamed. It was like he is really gone. Like this Mm. is happening. Because between giving birth and then a year since he's been gone, it's. I'm thinking, okay, he's just he's locked up or he's something. Right. This is not real. Right. And throughout that, you know, the because he's been gone for ten years. Within Mm -hmm. ten years, I, I, it has been a doozy.
2: Mm
0: I um. I, I became depressed. I, I mean, to this day, I still struggle, a little, but I was really depressed to the point where I was like, I don't even want to live anymore. Like it was, yeah, you know, like, a, like suicidal thoughts type of thing because mm-hmm. I couldn't I could do this. I was just, it was just too much for me. Mm-hmm. She wasn't. The thing is, she wasn't even a like a a bad kid. She's a, a great little girl, well behaved, well mannered. It was right. Just me, and
1: right. Then,
0: while that, I jumped into a relationship way too soon, right. I wasn't ready. So I'm in a relationship with this guy for six years Mm
1: -hmm.
2: thinking,
0: you know, I can, I can move on. I can be all right. But in that relationship, I was choked. Mm. I was slapped. Mm -hmm. I was trading money. I gave my money away. Mm. I just let, I just pretty much, I was abused. Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking oh he's gonna you know he'll turn around he's you know he's such a good guy things are gonna work out well and I I just the last straw was um one of my one of my friends my very close guy friends came to check on me because I had a very bad um sinus infection Mm -hmm. but he came to check on me and the dude that I was dating didn't even bother to say her hey are you okay and at this time that we were had broken up we were still entertaining each other Mm -hmm. I didn't even, you know, check them. So my friend came over and he just, you know, we were watching, he was watching football. I'm sitting here taking out my braids, which as women know is not a pretty sight. Right. So (laughs) the dude waits outside my house to see who comes at my house. Mm -hmm. And when the guy leaves, he comes in my house, calls me all types of names and fights me. Pins mm. me up to my wall and chokes me and goes and, calls and starts arguing with me. And I'm just like, no, like, you're not even with me. Like, you're out here doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the time I had an apartment and I was like, you know, let me just be nice and let him stay because he had no place to live. Mm. And, you know, he, I had just, my mother just bought me a car for my birthday. He damaged my car. He had to no court. Oh, no. And it was to the point where he was going to go to jail. If I had to oh, have my no. birthday, he would have went to jail. Right. But I didn't even want to do that to Brandy because right. she's already been throwing up and in, in hearing yelling and screaming and hearing how he talks to me.
2: Absolutely.
0: So within those, within that six years, I, I lost myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was. I just was like, you know what? There's no Nobody's going to love me. I'm never going to be a wife. There's no point of me even living here because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't have a purpose. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't understand what, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing here. Because I'm already going through so much. Why is all this being put on me? Right. Why am I now having to be a single mother, not by choice,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: having to raise a child? So after I, you know, deal with him, I just, it was like, you know, I'm done. I was by myself for a while. And I was, and I was, to be honest, was very comfortable like that because I was learning myself and learning the ins and outs and trying to deal with my depression. I had to end up speaking to a therapist. It it was bad to the point where I, they almost tried to admit me because I was just so down. That's how oh, bad it was. Oh, wow. Um, wow, I I just was, I just was, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, you know what? Uh, already your story is like,
1: I, it, this happens every time I have a guest, tonight. I know a portion of their story, but, gee. Ronnie, this is amazing your Your story is like so powerful it's so powerful because it just shows that you can come out of so much mm-hmm. and it and people so this podcast is listened all over the world, and you know we are in Connecticut right now, and you know Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey are the most listeners, but it's all over the United States and all over the world so Somebody's gonna, you know, listen to this and totally be encouraged. And I'm so, this is just amazing. So that's my insert right now. (laughs) I'm just like, wow, wow, so much strength.
0: I appreciate it because there was at one point where I would never even talk about my story. Like I couldn't even talk about it without feeling like a lump in my throat or crying. Yeah. To the point now, I'm like, you know what? I realize that I have to yeah 2016 of july Mm 29th i just was like you know what it just and the crazy thing i'm sleeping and god's just talking to me all i keep hearing was mommy moments mommy moments mommy moments and i'm just like god what are you what are you saying to me what is this i don't understand Mm -hmm. what this is so then july 29th of 2016 i started mommy moments yeah the purpose of it was i wanted to turn my pain into a purpose Mm mm-hmm Instead of me dwelling every year on a day that destroyed my life completely, I wanted to try to do something that would empower or would help people who have been in the same situation that I've been in. Mm -hmm. So with that, I just, you know, was very hesitant, very, very Mm -hmm. hesitant to do it because I'm like, okay, people are not going to perceive this well. People are going to be like, well, what is she doing? Like, this is just another one of those things. Right. So I started and, you know, people are just like, wow, like this is, this is really good. Mm -hmm. You know, when you start something, you kind of in the back of your mind, you're just nervous. Like, Ooh, this going to be perceived. Well, are people really going to take heat? Are they really going to jump on board and be on the team? And so I started that and we are now two years in, and you know, it's, it's, there are times when I get discouraged with it mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, other people are doing things and so they're getting better responses than me. to so mm-hmm. the point where then I slowly kind of bow out and just like, let me just not do anything right now. Mm-hmm. But I always hear, you know, God saying, you got to do this, do this. Yes, you
1: do. That's right.
0: And there's a reason why this, this was given to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, there's so much things I want to do for for young girls. Like eventually I want to do a scholarship. Yes, mothers to go back to school. The medical
1: family. wow, that's beautiful.
0: It's, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Like his, his mom, um, god rest her soul, had died in 2015.
2: Wow, oh,
0: so she and her and my daughter are very close, so that was really hard for my daughter to the point. My daughter has separation anxiety right now, she just she, my side.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So she's like, she's just to the point where, like, I, I lost everybody. I don't want to. I mean, like, I need you. I can't, you know, I don't want nothing to happen to you. Mm -hmm. But I try, when I go to some events, stuff like that, I try to have her involved. Right. Like very, you know, very kind of adult conversations, not as far as like Mm -hmm. social but as far as like depression and me being honest, I don't don't really hear that because I don't want her to know. Like Mm -hmm. she's high and she's struggle, but at the same time she's seen that I've pushed through and I've pushed past and done what I need to do.
1: Absolutely wow so there you have mommy moments that is doing very well and i will definitely leave the link to your mommy moments at the in the bio in the in in the description of the podcast not the bio i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) so that people can look up mommy moments and stay connected with you
2: yes yes and so
1: before we wrap up, do you have a special message or any encouragement that you would like to share with people that may see themselves in your story?
0: Um, just first, you really, and I can't stress this enough, you really got to put your trust in God. I mean, I prayed my entire 10 years. I prayed mm-hmm. even when I was down. I just, you really have to put your trust in. Him. You really have to. Even when things seem um, wrong or things seem out of sorts, you really have to put your trust in him. And it's kind of cliche, but everything happens for a reason. Right. You might not understand why. You might not see why at the time. But you just, you really got to, you know, trust in him. And if you are, if they are dealing with someone that might have died, please grieve. Allow yourself to grieve. I can't stress that enough. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to grieve and then take the steps you need to heal and just know yourself before you try to jump in another relationship or know yourself or know your work so that you're not being taken advantage of.
1: Yeah. That's great advice. A lot of people I hear a lot of times say that they weren't able to grieve until years after.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's
1: and, very common.
0: Yeah. It's very, very common. And just, just like I said, just get to know yourself and just take mm-hmm. the time and just, you know, if someone's meant to be there for you, then just allow them to be there. Like I was very shut in until I met um, my boyfriend. Now
2: mm-hmm.
0: Who has been there. We've been together for a year. Who mm-hmm. has, And the crazy thing is, we're our anniversary is the day before her father's death, which is really, really odd.
1: Yeah, that is odd. That <laughs> is something else.
0: But we, that is I, something else. <laughs> I, but with him, he's you know he's been there, stepped in. He's been a father figure. He, uh-huh. he knows Brady very well. But I just, you know, you just have to you have to learn who you are as a person, learn to love yourself first before you try to give yourself to anybody else.
1: Yeah, that is it. That is absolutely it. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This, this was an amazing story and I just, I have chills and I'm just ecstatic. Because the purpose is for somebody to be encouraged and somebody's life to change. And somebody, I, I always think back to the moments that helped me to leave my situation and my kid's father when I was in, in an abusive relationship for five years. I remember certain things and some of them more like Oprah, you know, like she would have a guest on. One time, I'll never forget, she had a guest on who had been set on fire oh. by her. By her abusive boyfriend, you know, if things weren't really that abusive they they were abusive, so let me not play it down. but he came to her job one day and just threw something on her and lit her on fire right at work <laughs> oh. and so uh, that helped me to look in the mirror and say, Camille, you have to leave. What are you doing here? Like you're gonna have ten kids or you're gonna die." Or he's going to die because you're going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I know the importance of hearing a good story, a good testimony that can help free you from your situation. You see that somebody else came out, you get strength to come out yourself. Absolutely. So we, me here at the Moments of Joy podcast, I thank you so much, Veronica Moses. You're very welcome. Yes. And like I said, all of her information guys will be left in the description. Can you tell them how to find you on social media?
0: Um, on social media, on Instagram, uh, my page is Moment 16 and it's the same on Facebook.
1: Yes. All right, Veronica Moses, thank you so much for joining us.
0: You're welcome.
1: And we look forward to seeing you continue to work your purpose.
0: Oh, thank you very
1: much. You're welcome. Talk to you soon.
0: Okay.
1: Bye-bye. Bye. Well, guys, that's it for today. I hope that you were encouraged. If you're out there and you saw yourself in any part of that testimony, I pray that you find joy. I pray that you decide to, you know what, get up and deal with grief and deal with depression. Get up and deal with whatever situation that may not be positive in your life. Today, you have the option to choose joy. You guys, thank you for coming on once again to listen. I have some wonderful things coming up. I have one more guest next week for you guys. And after that, I'm going to spend just a little while with you guys by myself. I, I don't want to fill you guys with so many guests that you don't get to, you know, know me even the more. So we'll get a little bit more into me and sharing what's on my heart to encourage you. So... I'll see you guys next week for another guest, and we are moving through 2019 together. So enjoy the rest of your week, and don't forget that you always have the option to choose joy. Bye-bye. Ready to receive your joy.